0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Today in the show, we have hip-hop artist, sound engineer, um, uh, owner of Syphoden Music, uh, Mr. Teyamo, Um He's got a couple new singles out. Uh, they are called Belushi and Filthy. And then um, your album last year, it was um, no... No Industry Standard. No Industry Standard, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, welcome to the show, man.
1: Yeah, how you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's a beautiful day out. Um, it is nice. I don't know, I'm, I'm good. I just left the house for the first time, like, <laughs> coming here to the studio. <laughs> which is, you know, typical of me like when I do shows. But um, yeah, but overall, uh, yeah, I'm just, it feels good to finally be summer. How about you? How's your day?
1: That's pretty good. It's actually my daughter's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, Tatiana. Yeah. Happy right. birthday, Tatiana. How <laughs> uh, old is she? Uh, she's eight.
0: Oh, yeah. very nice. Well, uh, I, I hope she sees this. Cause <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's awesome, man. Um, yeah, you guys doing anything special?
1: Uh, I just, I took her shopping for stuff and we hung out. We, um, it was me, her, her sister, and then my girl. And we just went and, you know, did a little stuff like, uh, ate at Simple Cafe, loved mm. the breakfast tacos there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. <laughs> I haven't been
0: there in a minute, actually, but Simple Cafe is great. Um, well, that's awesome, and Um, well, thank you for, uh, fitting in some time to come and chat with me. Um, I've been following your work for a little while. Uh, I see you doing the Cypher Den shows like, very frequently. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I guess, like, what the
1: whole like, idea behind it is and everything. So Cypher Den actually started, it was um, it's me, uh, a producer named DeCipher. and there's also some other affiliates that are down with us. Um, my dude Rambunctious is down. Um, and I, I try to get him involved on things as well. Uh, but basically, it all started. I started working on music with my dude Decipher. We put Danku and Decipher together, created Cipher Den, and then that's mm-hmm. what it was. He's actually from Australia. Oh wow! So awesome. Um, yeah, we just kind of, you know, definitely use the social media to connect, do stuff like that. I, I work with a lot of overseas producers for the most part. Oh, wow. So. awesome. Um, yeah. Um,
0: like, what other places, like overseas, have you worked with?
1: Uh, well, I'm actually working on a project right now that's probably halfway done with um, my dude, Bofat, and he's from Germany. Oh, wow. And he, uh, oh, man, I don't want to say it wrong, so I don't want to, re- like, that's give the up. origin of his name, because yeah. I don't want to mess that up, because I don't yeah. remember it that well. But, uh, but yeah, we're working on a project, and then I also have... Um, uh, a new record with the cypher that i'm pushing right now cool so fuck yeah dude well, we're gonna be looking for that
0: um yeah so uh so what we talk about in mr nice guy i like to uh, <laughs> i like to dive into an artist's experiences with love and fear and inspiration and just kind of what drives you to like you know keep moving keep it moving keep like uh you know how it pushes you to uh do what you do and everything yeah. like that and um And, uh, you've been around the scene for a very long time. Um, are you born and raised in Milwaukee? Yep. Sure. Um, and you said that you, before you were dropping, your first solo record came out in 2007 and before that you were working with a group. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess like what were like the earliest, uh, origins of, of like, uh, performing and doing music like for you and, um. Yeah, I guess, how did that lead you to where you are now?
1: Uh, well, I would say, uh, well, the group I was in was called Wastelands. It was an acronym, stand. it stood for, uh, I mean, we're actually doing a reunion record, we're cool. working on that, but um, cool. it's uh, Wisdom Articulates Serenity Throughout Entities Living Our Lives Nurturing Divine Signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I was in that group, um, we did a lot of stuff between 2000, and like I think our last group record dropped in 2010. I think okay, so sure. like there was still a group record that dropped after my first solo record, mm-hmm. and we were still doing things. And then, um, I don't know, one of the members kind of just uh, he just kind of stepped away for a little bit, uh, but now he's back on board to do stuff. He's working with um, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Uncommon NASA. I'm not sure if you're familiar, okay, with that. sure, out of yeah. uh, Staten. Okay. Um, so we so as a group we were on that label for a while. Sure. And that was like the um that was a jump for us because that was like the parent or the brother label after Def Jux disbanded. Mm-hmm. All the Def Jux artists kinda went to Uncommon. Sure. So okay. like I was on the label with like Masai Bay, um Carnage with a K, like all these people. Like the first show I ever did in New York was with like crazy lineup of people that are way more popping now, like wow. Despot, Homeboy Sandman. Wow. Um, but these people were like low tier at that yeah, time. Yeah, sure. Um, like Vast Air was on that show. Um, it was dope. It yeah. was a real dope show. But I think I met the group in college. Okay. So I was already rhyming. Uh, I, ended up, I ended up going to Carthage College, met oh, one sure. of the artists. Um, he's from Illinois, North Chicago. I met him there, started freestyling randomly. And he was like, yo, you should come with us to the studio. I'm like, oh, where do you guys go to like a real studio? Like I record yeah. in my house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. So we ended up going to the studio outside of Chicago. Uh, that's where I met um, Short Fuse, who was the other member of the group. And basically uh, me and Aubrey, we, did a, we recorded a song that we had made, and Shore Fuse was like, yo, he's dope. I'm gonna ask him to be in Wasteland." Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't have nothing going on. You yeah. know, I was just doing my own thing. So I was like, yeah, that sounds dope. What were you going to school for at the time? Uh, graphic design. Oh, sure, okay. Um, which didn't lead me anywhere, except for that I can do my own website, flyers, yeah. So I don't have to get nobody to do that for me. Right, right, right yeah. If, if I, you know, if I want to. It, served its, it serves its purpose. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we did that. I remember the first show we did as a group. Uh, I feel like it was our album release show. It was at like a burrito spot. And uh, it was fun. Sounds it was dope. Good. I'm terrible at memorization. So that's why I've always freestyled. Mm-hmm. For like the longest time... Every show I would freestyle, every set, every song. Nobody would know except me because I've gotten to a point where I feel like I'm pretty flawless off top. So, um, I used to do that for a while and then when I started doing solo shows, I would freestyle 30 minute sets Mm -hmm. and, you know, it would just be one beat after the next beat after the next beat and go into a concert freestyle hook like whatever it would just be all that yeah, but uh, one of the funniest things I remember from one of the first shows is uh, uh, You know, I was too young to get in the spots. Oh, yeah. They were older than me because uh, augury was graduating my freshman year mm-hmm. so um, They had to sneak me in to shows and shoot but yeah. on yeah. the down low like because yeah. I was only like 18 19 right. and, like, But you got to be on the shows I was like, word. And then we ended up putting our first record out together. um, And it it made us all realize how much it costs. And we were like, man. I I remember after we, you know, put the money into the record, we sat in the car, we got the record back. We were like, uh, man, we got to put something on to uh, make us feel better about all the money we just spent. And we ended up putting up, uh, put on, on, uh, you know, hip hop is the love of my life. Uh, that's you know, it's one of them songs. That sure, 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 yeah. Makes you want to keep going. Yeah. That, so. Absolutely.
0: So, um yeah, actually, um uh Alan from Breaking Enterprin has spoken highly of you and your freestyling and he said you're like one of the best freestyles freestylers he's ever seen. Just Pretty awesome. I mean, it's thir- much appreciated. Thirty like thirty minutes, so you're just kind of like relentlessly uh, keeping a flow going for.
1: Yeah, keeping a flow going. Um, you know, flipping the songs, doing different concepts. Um, you know, I do this thing. I, I always incorporate freestyle in my sets now. I, I've gotten way better at memorizing. I don't know where that came from, mm-hmm. but like I feel like I do so many shows. I tour. I do all this stuff that. I need to know songs, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. I, I remember uh, my dude, um, Ghetto MC, he was on He was on his random show, they came through town, um, he's from out in New York, and he comes up to me after the show and he's like, yo, freestyle's dope, but none of that's on a record. Yeah. Like, you got records, but if people like what they hear, how are they gonna buy an album right you can't right, even right. promote a record yeah exactly cause you don't you're just doing all original shit are you gonna make a living out yeah. of that, so, it yeah so I mean so I ended up moving I mean I definitely took that I mean I was I knew a couple songs but I took that and I started just every album now I picked the crowd pleasers I picked the ones that I think are pop that can intertwine a hook with the crowd whatever and um those are the ones I learned or all the songs I do videos for I have to memorize those, because yep. shooting a video, mm-hmm. if you don't know your shit, you kind of look stupid on a video. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so all the videos I've done, I've memorized all those songs, I started performing those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, freestyling, I always incorporate it into my set, whether it's, um, I have people pull objects out. Uh, one time when I was on tour, I brought poster board, I wrote verse one, verse two, song title, I had people come up and write down what they want, verse one, verse two, verse three, to be about different words, different ideas, and I did that. Or at the end, I'll, get, I'll end up collecting 14 or 15 words or ideas from the crowd and I'll do a acapella freestyle wow. and just Damn. And most people are like, how do you remember all the words? I'm like, I don't know. And then if, <laughs> if I miss one, if I miss one, they're like, you missed that. You missed that word. I'm like,
0: I got you. Word, yeah. I did.
1: My bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I remembered
1: the other word. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, how. So considering you like we in a group for like a for a while. Um. I guess. Uh, what. Um, when when you started um, doing like more solo work and stuff. Uh, I guess like um, what doors did it open for you to like kind of uh, go and going your own lane creatively
1: um we're well doing solo stuff definitely uh i'm also in a crew out based out of minneapolis called hecatone okay um it's run by uh, my dude con the executioner created that and it's formulated with people all over yeah um sure. and i've been a part of that crew for a long time but it's funny me and him we never really did stuff until recently yeah. like we were just cool and then randomly uh I was like, I started doing random shows in New York because I was part of the label. We did a showcase every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being on that label definitely helped things. Um, I was actually super close with um, one of the first major blogger dudes. Okay. Before blogging was a huge thing. Yeah, like really? my and he he passed away now. His name's uh, Proverb. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Okay. Sure. Um, but he he basically. When I put out my first album with, as Syphoden, uh, it was called Supernatural, we dropped it in 2013, and when we put that out, um, he was still here with us, and he was like, yo, this is crazy, you got these songs with so and so and so and so and so, and and it's dope, like, I want to help you do this, and he didn't ask for no money or nothing. He yeah. was like on the love because I've known him for years, yeah. and on the love he was gonna push it, and um, and he pushed a bunch of those singles. It ended up on big blogs, like like all hip hop, um, uh, tons of blogs. Mm-hmm. Like all of he got it mad, you know, a lot of butts. Sure. And, uh, and then he passed. We we had big plans for the next record and all that stuff, and uh, and yeah, and then he passed. But. Um, Man, there's so much time in there. So there's like. So that happened with the Supernatural. Before that, I was messing with. um, With a kind of. Man. A janky promoter. Okay. Okay. Sure. And uh, he still does stuff today. I'm not even going to talk about his name or none of that. But. Right, yeah. (laughs) A dude that basically. Two faced a whole situation with. And then. That made me get out of that circle and re- and start doing... I almost gave up on music, man. Wow. Like, after that, I was almost done. I was like, I got these collabs. I'm just going to throw this shit out for free. Whatever. I'm done. I'm not doing nothing. And then I met Decipher. He gave me some more work to do, and I was like, this is dope. And I it kind of like... It just pushed me more to do more. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really looked back since then. And since then, I mean, I've been able to... Um, my own tours, uh, go on tours with people that tour hard, like my dude Carnage brought me on yeah. a couple tours with him. Um, and then doing them tours basically allowed me to meet people from all over and now when they want a tour, they're like, yo, um, can we hit Milwaukee? I was like, word, yeah, we could do it. Hell yeah. But also, you know what? I could get Oshkosh. I can get Madison, I can get Green Bay, mm-hmm. I can get all these spots all over Wisconsin because I know I've done shows all of those places yeah. and I know people there. So it's kind of like, like uh, me and my dude Cesar Comanche from sure. uh, Justice League, he was just here and we did a three show little run that I ended up booking for him and and uh, Malls who he was on tour with and uh, I I got a Milwaukee and then we did Oshkosh and then we did St. Cloud, Minnesota. Wow. I was like I'll get you a weekend. We'll do it together. It'll be dope. And, you know, that's what happened. But awesome. it's definitely starting to go solo knowing that I um I mean there's no even there's not even any bad blood or diss between like my group. I mean, we didn't we just we just broke yeah, our different sure. ways and like I said we're doing a reunion record. Yeah. So um but I definitely think that breaking off and doing solo things um, allowed me to focus more on elevating my brand and who I am as an artist, and it allowed me to be able to do to throw shows as Cypher Den, like, yeah, and you know build that brand up to keep moving forward. Last year I felt was my best year in music, and this year I already feel is better That's already. Amazing. Like I st- like I started the year out, did a Southeast tour like. Uh, in a month, I think I did 23 shows or wow, something. Wow, holy shit. So we, did, so we did that. I hit all Southeast during the during the polar vortex. Oh yeah. I got the fuck out. You got out of here at a good yes. time. <laughs> got out. So, yeah. um, did that, um, did a winter festival, uh, and then I ended up coming back. I was chill for a little bit. I worked on some music during February, early March, and then I ended up doing another tour run down to Texas with my dude So True that I, put together and brought him with, because he's, I mean, he's my dude. I met him, you know, doing shit, sure. and then we did that, and then now it's just like things are getting dope. I, I ended up, uh, I'm doing three festivals this year, uh, one in Racine, uh, I'm doing two by two fest in Columbus, I'm doing Overcast Fest in uh, in Cincinnati, and the crazy thing about it is, I got asked to do Summer Fest. I, I got accepted. I already got too much shit going on. I had to decline doing Summerfest. I had to decline doing the True School Block Party, which I love doing. I've done it the last two Mm -hmm. years. I respect the hell out of them. But I, I had to decline both of those things, which I felt bad declining because I always talk about how Milwaukee don't ask me to do anything. Like... Alan of Breaking and Entering's asked me to do some things, yep. and I appreciate them, but out of the, besides that, all the shows I do in Milwaukee, I book those yeah, shows. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't get asked by nobody to do nothing, because since I've been doing shows in Milwaukee, it made me realize, like, over all this period of time, it's never, it's changed a little, but it's never really changed. It's always been this thing where, like, there's these circles of people And if I've said I've said this years ago, and I'm saying it still because it's the same that I feel. There's these circles, and I've never joined a circle. Mm -hmm. I've always done my own thing. And if you're not in a circle in hip hop, you don't get asked to be on. Damn. Yeah. Like they don't. And I I just feel the same. And Mm -hmm. And I'm not calling out nobody or none of that, but. If, I, if I'm not in this circle of people, or I'm not in this circle, and these people got big things popping, mm-hmm. I won't ever get asked to be on. Right, yeah. So I'm like over here in my own little sure. thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That
0: does make sense because, like, oh, and uh, this conversation co- pops up a lot um, when we talk about, um, you know, the. The um, potential, the um, the energy that's really uh, thriving right now in, the, in Milwaukee's music scene, like there's still like a lot of segregation in the music scene when it comes to those creative circles. Like people are kind of sticking in their own sort of like little collectives or their own like little groups. They're not. There's not a whole lot of um, like uh, it's been it's been a challenge to bring that integration. Um, where, like, we're bringing artists from, like, outside calibers to, you know, um, to bring in, to to curate an event or curate, you know, like, more collaborations and stuff like that. And there are some venues that are good at doing that, like, um, Cactus Club puts together really great bills, like, with many different types of music in one night, Um, which can be a challenge in itself, like, because, you know, a lot of times when people will come to like a show, like they're expecting this art this energy from this artist and you know, it it can be hard to sort of uh, um, you know, keep that going when there's artists of like different walks of life and stuff that are completely different sounds, but at the same time I like that a lot because you meet more people at
1: shows like that. Oh yeah, that. my favorite shows usually that I do are cross genre shows. Yeah. Like we did a lot when I was in a group, we used to always do shows with like punk bands all the time. Yeah. Or like um I did a show in Omaha with two bands and then one other hip hop act and it was mm-hmm. dope. Oh yeah. Like those are or what, Oklahoma City. I did shows with weird man. Like <laughs> country comedy hip hop. And then ban shit,
0: dude. That's so dope. I would love that shit. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I it would was love like, that
1: shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that venue actually closed, which oh. sucks. But um, damn it. But they but they they, you know, Oklahoma City has. Have you ever been down there?
0: I haven't. Um, my only time driving through Oklahoma was on my way to South by Southwest, but it was. It was in the middle of the night.
1: Oklahoma's so, got some gems. Yeah. I actually got, well, I've gotten pulled over in Oklahoma uh, on the way to South by Southwest at one time. Oh, yeah,
0: oh like damn. Like three in the
1: morning. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was yeah. going
0: through there too. But
1: um, um, but it's definitely got some gems. Tulsa's a great city. Sure. I've played there multiple times. It's yeah. one of my favorite spots to play. And I always play there usually with, uh, except this last time was the first time, but we got caught uh in tornado shit. Uh, that's Oklahoma. But, but before that every time I played there I played with a, a live band. Sure. Because yeah. I know a guitarist down there that's super dope mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's always fun down there and in Oklahoma City the first time I played there it was it was weird but there was really dope MC's on the show mm-hmm. and then the last time is when I did that cross-genre show and it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, but Uh, I tried to, and I had it booked this year, and then the venue closed, and then two weeks before I left for my tour, I randomly got Amarillo. I was like, man, I lost my Friday day, this is catastrophic. Mm -hmm. I can't do a tour and not have a weekend day booked, it's terrible. And randomly, we made some things happen, shit aligned, and we played Amarillo instead. Damn. So it, it all worked out, man. I mean, that's awesome. I I have a I feel like I have a great network of people. Seems like. Um, all over. I still want to get out west. Furthest west I've gone is Colorado. Oh, uh, sure. Um, but I want to go. Yeah. More. I, but I feel like all the way out west is so far that like if I did that, it would probably be the only tour I did that year because mm-hmm. it would have to be like a three week or yeah. three and a half week in order to to do all those spots right right because right. there's so many major cities
0: so so, mar- so many major cities to hit and yeah. markets to infiltrate so that being said um so as you have toured extensively like in the midwest and south and in new york and everything um what are uh you know where are some cities that you know you feel like you've gotten the most love from like in your shows well
1: i feel at home in new york sure. i was gonna move there uh have my daughters and then i just x that whole shit. but no regrets love them obviously it's family right um but every time i've played new york it just feel like the style of hip-hop i do it's always love there mm-hmm. and then um I love playing Buffalo. Okay. Um, It's dope. It's just a dope vibe out there. Uh, And it's crazy because they're so. It's kind of like. It's kind of like us. So, like, although sometimes I don't see it here, but I feel like they're so used to like snow there that I did a show there in December. Okay. And it was mild the whole rest of the way. It was one of those weird years. Yeah, sure. So it was mild everywhere, but Buffalo. That night, it starts snowing, and then it comes down heavy, I'm like, man, this is gonna be disastrous, like no one's gonna come out, no, complete opposite. Well, wow. Shit was packed, it was popping, it was one of the dopest freestyle sessions I've had on a tour um, with those dudes out there, like me and this dude ended up doing a random battle talking about shit about each other's football team, Crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but. crazy. Buffalo, I love. I always love hitting there when I go out east, and um, I wouldn't say I've done enough shows in Philly, but I've been to Philly so many times because I've done a lot of cypher videos out there. Okay, sure. With this uh, this organization called Marston House. Sure. And um, I mean, if you want to check them out on YouTube, yeah. all my cyphers are on there. Like, I've done like six or seven video cyphers. Yeah. Done a couple shows out there, but I, I feel like when I go to Philly, it's like, I can, if I bring someone with me, I can take them around town and show them dope shit. Dope. Because yeah. I've been there enough. Sure. And uh, beyond that, man, I mean, I'm kind of just getting my feet wet in other cities to where I've gotten love, but I don't know, I can't really pick ones out that are my f- favorite spots. Sure, get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. I mean, Southeast tour, one that stands out was uh, Pensacola. was super dope. Really? And, I mean, I didn't even know where Pensacola was <laughs> until yeah. I met my homie Big Flo, and he was like, I'm from Pensacola. I'm like, word. And then I book a tour, and then we do a show down by his spot because he's been here two times. And then I go down there, and it was dope probably... It might have been a dope show of that tour. Wow. he was super dope.
0: I'm always really interested in, I guess, like, those cities you wouldn't expect to have, like, such, you know, yeah. amazing energy out of, but they end up becoming some of the standout shows of that tour. Um, uh, yeah, like, I mean, you'd be amazed by, like, you know, the just various different cities that happen to fucking love music, you know, and or just have people that are going
1: to show up. Yeah. I mean, I lo- I love doing shows in Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever want to do... Like, I rep my city to the full. But every time I do... Like, I'll do a show in Madison. And I'll get more love in Madison than Milwaukee. I'll do a show in Green Bay. I'll get more love in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's... I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, hurt, it hurts my feelings, man, yeah. a little bit. Because yeah. it's like... I want to do things here. I put mad people on... Like, I don't try to have, you know, I try to always incorporate new people on shows, Mm to give new people chances to do stuff and give them opportunities and then, I mean, people say I'm an asshole on social media, right? Because I talk all this, whatever. (laughs) But I'm actually super cool, like. Been having a great time sitting here, so. (laughs) I'm I'm saying, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm cool, man. Like when yeah, I when I'm yeah. at shows, I, I talk to people. You know, we talk music. I'm cool. Like I don't, I'm not like. I mean, there's I obviously have ideas that I feel strongly upon. Of course. That are that are whacked me, and uh, you know I put that shit on my artist page and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And but people think I'm an asshole because I do that. Like, oh, your opinion, man. All right. But dude, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my girl tells me you just need to shut off yeah. social media,
0: bro. I man, I need. I tell myself the same thing, but I can't because I, I'm so dependent on it. When it comes to the show, or when it comes to
1: uh, well, music, you need. it, You know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Like of like music, uh, you know, blogs, shows, uh, like what you do. Like social media is, has made it easier. Right for stuff like that, and then it's also obviously made things worse, like selling music is at an all time low because you can get everything free now, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um it's yeah. like it's like you it's like i've I've had this problem where like I don't know how to put records out oh, yeah. to where people are gonna buy them instead of just download it for free right so like i've I've played with the idea like oh, okay. Distro Kids, C D baby, all this shit. So I want people to hear everything, but I don't want them to get it for free. So I put it on this shit and you guys find a way to get it for free. If I don't put it on this, you don't hear the music. If I put it on just Bandcamp to where you have to buy it, you don't buy it. You just listen to the stream. Yeah. Like where is the Emerging artists are so fucked
0: in that way, right? That's what I'm saying. That's like like where, <laughs> like
1: where is but then but but then it's it's but then social media has allowed me to interact with artists from all over. Yeah. So it's been it's made it easier for me to do collaborations with tons of people. Yeah, yeah. It's gave me the opportunity to meet my producer in Australia to make things happen. Us. Us. Oh yeah. Exactly. Like, like there's so many things that it's helped. But then, like, as far as, you know.
0: People taking your opinions or people taking, you know, your, uh, um, like, things that you put out on social media can be very easily taken out of context. Oh, yeah, definitely. People take things to heart. They take things personally. Um, Yeah, like, I mean, you saw yesterday I posted that, uh, you know, I'm very... Um, I was just very uh, disgruntled by the fact that, like, I've had, I did see I've had guests that you know will just ditch communication, just don't show up when I have a show booked for them, and it it hurts, you that's, know. That's whack. It's so frustrating, oh, yeah. um, because like I, you know, it's like I, I take my craft seriously, as do exactly. you, exactly, as do you, and. Um, and I want to make a living out of this I want this to be my this is my like my, my path that i'm i'm going down and I um and I want to be taken seriously as such and as do yeah. all the artists that are trying yeah. to appear on the map too and that's why like man I think just we we, we all we really gotta show up for each other you know like we yeah. just gotta we just mm-hmm. gotta like really i feel like I don't know if it's people that just don't Take our city and its potential seriously enough or if there's just people that just, you know... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, like, I... Um, social media is good in the sense where, like, it also allows you to, with that networking capability that it, it grants you, like, it helps you bring your brand out, like, develop your brand a lot yeah, more and that definitely. kind of stuff. Um, so, like... I mean, I'm, like, I, I like to think of myself as a nice guy, that's the show, yeah. Mr. Nice Guy, but um, but I also, I, I never sacrifice who I am, and, um, and I will not be taken advantage of. And I also, um, I like doing this show because it gives me that opportunity to, like, intimately get to know somebody, like, really understand who are you, like, Like, you know, what is inspiring you? What's driving you? Like, what is... What's keeping you going every day? And that's, like... I mean, I'll I'll be, like, super scatterbrained at shows and stuff. And I go to a lot of shows. I get, like, super scatterbrained with all the people and, like, trying to, like, still, you know, focus on, like, talking to the artist after the show, doing a break-and-entering interview. Like, I'm not really there to just hang out, you know? But this show allows me to actually hang out with people. And I feel like... I don't know, I just feel like... I wish people would look at each other as, like, what, not what they can get out of that person, but, like, you know, how you can relate to somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what i found is, uh, I mean, I, I actually wrote, like, uh, a post that exactly, like, I don't remember exactly what I even said, but it basically is revolving around the idea and the concept that um, the talent pool here is huge. Yeah. Lots of talent. Yeah. And I see it. But the professionalism is like this big. Yeah. Like there's so many people that don't do it right. Like showing up late to shows, um, not having their sets organized. Like when I throw a show, like I want it on point. I've been doing so many shows, I know how I want the show to run. And when you don't follow that, like I'm actually, I'm probably gonna take my homie uh, Marcel Black his, uh, he's from New Orleans or uh, Baton Rouge, sure. And he's gonna be out here uh, July 13th. Word, okay. But basically, he's got this whole set list. When he throws shows, he has this whole document that points at what you are required to do. And if you don't follow this, you ain't on another show, right? Right? right. And I feel like I'm at that point mm-hmm. where I need to do that. And if you don't follow this document, good luck, man. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I've tried. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. You try. You you put
0: energy into somebody to give them that platform, give them that opportunity. They don't, if they don't meet that criteria, not your problem. Um, the Another thing I always thought was weird is, like, people that will play shows together, like bands or artists, but then, like, that artist will, like, do their set. And then they don't stay for the rest of the show. Oh, that's one of my
1: big pet peeves. That irks me so much even seeing that. Well, so check this out, right? I'm not even going to screen the show out or people that did it, but one of the last shows I've done, right? I got all these people on the show. I booked the show. I put them on the show, right? And usually when I do shows, um, you know, I'm not trying to... When I throw shows, I'm not trying to super showcase me or nothing. I'm trying to showcase the artists I bring through on tour. And if they're not big enough here and they're trying to, you know, build a market here, I never put them on last. Mm -hmm. I decide I'll go last. Whatever. It's all good. And I do that with the idea that the other artists are going to be respectful enough to stay for me because... I gave you this opportunity exactly. to put you on the show. Yeah. The last show I did, one artist stayed, oh with the exception God. of, with the exception of the touring act. Obviously, they had to stay. Yeah. But one of the one other artist basically no, stayed. No, the, uh, may, I mean, may, there might have been one other one that was there for a little bit, but then he like trickled out during my set. And like, I don't feel I'm whack, man. So like, no, yeah. So like, okay. And then you got other things and it's late. Well, check this out, man. So I'll do a 12-hour shift, right? I'll have a show booked in Chicago. I'll come home, I'll shower, I'll drive to Chicago, do my set, drive back, get home at 2.30, three in the morning, maybe four, depending on how, late it, or how long it takes me to pack up my merch and shit, get home at four in the morning, yeah. work the next day. Yeah. So people that leave early, After the shit I do, if your excuse is you work the next day, that's not an excuse for me. Okay? Because if you really love this shit and you really focus on doing it, you're all in. Yeah. Or you're not. Right. And that's where that professionalism comes into play. Right. I understand. People got lives, people got things like this. Well, guess what? Then you're a hobbyist. Yeah, Yeah. You're not doing the music. Yeah. You're not trying to be a musician or an artist because... Doing that takes a lot of sacrifice yeah. and a lot of drive and a lot of push. If you're just getting a trickle, if you're in it for just a party vibe, then just keep watching your rappers on TV. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Because right. that's obviously the reason you're doing. It.
0: Exactly. And at that point, you're <clears throat> as big as you're meant to be. Because yeah. you're not, you're not in it for the entire, the entirety of what we're all collect, supposedly collectively working towards, which is to uplift the talent and the creatives. Yeah. In this scene. Exactly. It, yeah. It, and like I said,
1: lots of talent, man. Right. And I noticed the talent, and I'm not, you know, I'm not dissing none of that. But, right. Yeah. But some of those people that are talented are not professional. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Like, cause it's like, why well, everyone talks this support, right? Where's the support? Right. Right. At?
0: Stay for shows. If you if you perform, <laughs> definitely. If you perform, or even if you're there to see your friends perform, stay for the full show. Um. Yeah, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit about uh, the music that's been coming out. Um, so No Industry Standard, I like that title a lot. Tell me a little bit about the, the process behind this project and I guess, you know, what uh, what are some like uh, thematic m- material
1: that uh, is present on this project? Okay, so this project is probably my favorite project to date. Wow. And the project before that um, was called Plant the Seed. Yeah. So that album kind of planted the seed of our music into people, and now we're at this this uh I don't feel basically the the title idea is I don't feel like um I'm what the industry of mu- of music that's looking for hip hop I don't feel like I'm what they're looking for mm-hmm. so I don't fit none of their standards so I'm gonna do my own you know what I love, like, what I think should be the light of hip-hop is what I do and what I put on that record. And, that album had probably the most, because I did a lot of collab projects. Yeah. Before that with Decipher, like, we had a, tons of work with a ton of different people. And those were cool. And it's dope to showcase that, but this was a record. You know what I'm saying? This was like my baby. Like, I, uh, got a lot of um, concept joints on there, a lot of solo records on there, and then I have a lot of top tier collabs on there that I felt fit the idea and fit like what's moving So like, you know, you got them Griselda dudes popping out of Buffalo. I had joints with two of them on that record, and you know, I wanted to, I wanted to work with them. I wanted them to be on it, and then I and then I reached back and I had the legendary. KRS-One on a joint and that joint almost it was like this close to being on some viral shit I put it out and since Decipher did cuts on it with uh of like Chuck D Public Enemy Chuck D saw the joint and he retweeted it and I was like oh shit and I saw a joint go from um you know from a couple plays to like 15,000 plays in a day yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was dope, and and yeah, I mean, I don't I don't pay for plays, man. I do it organic, yeah. so that was dope. Yeah, that is dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's super dope. <clears throat> sure, so... Um, um, but yeah, that record, man, I mean, that was my baby. But until this, I mean, now I feel like this next record is even doper than that. I got a song on this new record that we're, we're working on putting out. It's called The Book of Siphoden. And basically, there's one joint on here in particular. I'm, I'm definitely doing a video for it. Um, and it talks about... Uh, it's like, how do you get out of... Um, how do you live... Because I'm from the north side of Milwaukee. Sure. Hard hard side of the city, right? I mean, there's hard sides of all part of Milwaukee. But I've, I've grown up on the north side. I love the north side. I've always been there. But there's... A lot of crazy shit I see happen on the north side. And it's like, I mean, you know, I've, I've had somebody do a drive by on a house next across the street from mine. Like, luckily, my daughters weren't at, there that day. Like, yeah. they were with their mom, you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just sitting upstairs watching TV, all of a sudden you hear ah, the whole house. Jesus. And then, you know, um, jeez. So, the song, the, the song on there that that I really, that it's called uh, "How Do I Get Out." It's not about getting out of the city. It's about getting, because <clears throat> um, I love I love Milwaukee. You course. know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I grew up here. I rap it. Um, I I push it. But it's it's like, how do I, um, just how how do I help get out of the the fucked up shit that's here? Right. what I'm saying yeah. Because um, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want my daughters to be, you know, growing up thinking that they got to duck their head, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying, probably. so, I mean obviously Milwaukee has a lot of work to do when right. it comes to the violence yeah, and stuff course. that happens um, and obviously, I mean, you know, the segregation in the cities through the roof, Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hear people say it's one of the most segregated cities yeah. in America. I'm from Chicago and it's no, not much better down there either, it's pretty bad yeah but um uh, but yeah man i mean i try when i do albums i just try to better the next one yeah, yeah yeah so like plant the seed was my favorite record at that point and then no industry standard came out and i felt that was my favorite record and now i feel like book of cypher done is going to be you know my favorite record like awesome. but they're but they're not whack you know what i'm saying like plant the seed ain't whack like i love that record no Industry Standard Ain't Whack, I love that record. This new one, you know. I not like, Whack. Not Whack. Not Whack. Uh, awesome. There might, and there might be a joint on there that, you know, like the KRS almost, cause uh, we got an animated video we're putting out. Oh wow. With uh, me and uh, Snoop. Snoop. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what it's gonna do, you know. We'll see what happens, but. I mean, cause like I said, I like to do shit organically, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know bloggers, I reach out to them to try to make shit go viral, whatever, we see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um and when I put out the KRS joint, I hit people up and randomly Ambrosia for Heads picked it up out of the love and then that's how Chuck D seen it and yeah. it it went this way. Yeah. I mean something like a joint with Snoop. I mean, I don't know. But I've had joints with other people that I thought would pop and they didn't pop. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it also has to do with the thing where like, I never understood, if you're doing a collab record with an artist that you met or worked with, there's so many artists that are so on their own ego. I mean, people say I got an ego, okay, whatever. But um, there's so many artists on their own ego that when you do a song with them, they don't even push the song when yeah. it comes out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's I whack. Like, I did, I did two joints with Joel Ortiz, he didn't push them. I did joints with Cool G Rap, he didn't push them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For, so, me, that's, for me, that's when my guest like
0: doesn't share the episode that I put out with them. Oh yeah, it's yeah. whack. I, it, that's all the way whack. Yeah, like. Cause like, what did you even do with it? Right, right. You know well, saying? It's like, cause at the end of the day, there's two people, two kinds of people that are gonna watch this show. My friends or my mom <laughs> that uh watch the show because it's me, and then there's the people that are watching it for my guest, and those are right now that's kind of my target audience is like is my is my guest having a platform to really talk about who they really are yeah yeah because your fans, your followers, your friends, all of them you know this, I mean, it's an opportunity for them to see you in a, in a different format, you know? And I mean that for all my guests. And like, um, so that's like where it's like, yeah, like I can push this to my friends and bother them all I want, like all day. But at the end of the day, like what matters is the people, like the show is about the guests. It's not about me. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I feel like, I imagine it's really similar. Uh, well it's getting pushed, don't yeah. worry. It's, <laughs> gonna go on, it's
1: gonna go on my artist page, it's gonna go on the CypherNet page, it's gonna go on my personal page. And it's gonna go on breaking entry. Yes. And who knows, you know, other blogs might pick it up. I, I get I get natural love from Of course. From just blogs. I mean okay. I don't I don't I mean, yeah, they might pick up the interview, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? That'd be dope. Um so then
0: uh last thing I wanted to touch upon. How do you find um how do you find what like uh, challenges, but also how you like make it work, balancing your professional versus your personal life?
1: You know, I wonder that myself. <laughs> like, uh, like my girl tells me all the time, or people tell, they, they don't know how I do it. They're like, dude, how you do it? You're like a machine. Like, yeah. are you a real person? Right. Like yeah. you got, cause it's basically. 48 to 60 hour work weeks, all right? And then all the time I put into music, and then I get my daughters every other week. I I do that, and then I own my own house. I gotta care for that. Um, Right now, my situation, uh, you know, I I got like, living situations for family members didn't work out, so I have some of them staying with me, so I have to yeah. Keep track on that and then also find time to spend, you know, time with my girl because, yeah. like, she needs time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, to balance all those things, luckily, she's a hip-hop head. Good. So, she loves coming to shows. Nice. So, we're good on that. You know what I mean? Right, but right. But, obviously, we need our own time. But it, it, it's definitely, I feel like I manage time pretty good. Um People are like, do you ever have any time? And I actually feel like I have a lot of time, actually. Which is weird, though. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I just fit it in. Right, like, yeah. And then sometimes I'm just knocked out. Like, yeah. I'll have, like, I'll have a day off work, and I won't do shit. I'll, <laughs> go, I'll go home. I won't even do music. I'll lay down. I'll put a movie on. I'll watch a movie. I'll sleep. I'll take naps. I'll play some video games. Cause I, I just need to, oh, yeah. get, to get away All for right. a little bit yeah. from doing, like, the music hardcore. Because, I mean... You know, you ask my girl, we're out to eat, and I try to as much as I can, you know, not to be on social, like, we're all doing our thing, I try, and for the most part, I I think, you know, when we do our thing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we kind of leave that over here. Right. But, you know, there's sometimes, like, oh, I'm trying to book this, you know, book this apathy show, I'm getting emails back and forth, Mm -hmm. trying to talk to them about this shit, Um, that happened today, actually, where we're out to eat. Um, you know, and I always, I, I always apologize to her about it, but like, she's telling me something and I, I'm here and she thinks yeah. I'm over here, but I'm like literally looking at this email yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. she's like, did you even hear what I said? And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't hear You're what she said. You're going to have to tell me again. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And I know she gets mad about yeah. it and I'm like, man, I didn't mean to. Yeah.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm the same way though. <clears throat> it's like. I, I make time for myself these days when it's in between shit, when it's like, literally when it's like, I find a window of time to, you know, like, hang out with a friend or, uh, you know, just drink some beer, watch a movie, like, we'll put, listen yeah. to some albums, like, you Well, usually, you always need that. Always right, right, right. Need right, that right. Away yeah. time, you always know? Yeah, usually, a lot of time. like, usually it, that time for me is like, at the beginning of the day. Because I do most of my shit, like, later in the day. But it's different for everybody. It's all about that balance, so. Yeah. All right. Tayamo Danku. Yes. Man, uh, we had a good talk today, didn't we? We did, man. Great. Um, so, dude, uh, what we'll keeps you up at night?
1: Oh, how whack music is and how to change it. Bro, it's so whack. <laughs> Bro, life in life in in
0: in any in so many different ways is whack. I try to make oh, sense really. of it. What puts you to sleep though?
1: Um knowing that my daughters are good, my girls good, and that I always do hundred and ten percent in everything I do. Hell yeah, dude.
0: Thanks for being on the show. It's a great time. Keep an eye out for uh, uh Denku's music coming out soon. Uh, remember, uh, um, not, it's no industry standard.
1: Cop that. Yeah,
0: cop that. On everything, every platform. It's right.
1: All, it's all over. Belushi. Um, New single, Rec Riddles. Yes. Homie, St. Louis, New Jersey.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and also, Catch a cypher Den music show. Definitely. They're man. all the time. All right, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Peace. We'll see you next time. One, two, three, four. Mr. Nice Guy.